everyone, and welcome to our podcast show, Ladies with Chapters, where we empower, engage, and inspire women to live, love, and embrace their lives and chapter stories. I am your host, Shemaine. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ladies with Chapters. My guest today is Miss Erica Dunlap. Erica, welcome to Ladies with Chapters. Thank you. Thank you so much. How are you? I am doing amazing, girl. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad that we finally were able to get connected. So thank you for your patience. I know, I know, finally, and thank you. It's an honor to have you on with me today, and I'm looking forward to this fabulous conversation that we're going to have. Good, good. Let's get into it. Awesome. So, Miss Erica, you were crowned Miss America 2004. That is correct? Yes, that is correct. That has 17 been, years ago. Oh my God, 17 years. Could Long you believe time. how, I mean, time has fly. How, how is it? Has, it has, it went, it's gone by so quickly and I never expected, I don't know, I, did, I guess I just didn't think that it would be such a quick, you know, transition over the past almost 20 years yeah. of being in that role. And even though it's for one year, you really, we call ourselves forever Miss Americas because it's for the rest of your life. People call you Miss America all the time and you still get opportunities that come along because of that experience. So it is a lifetime commitment and a lifetime opportunity. And it's been wonderful, it's been great. Um, There have been lots of chapters. So when you talk about ladies with chapters, there are probably three or four books worth of chapters. I could imagine. I can imagine because it must have been a journey for you. Because, you know, when you think back 17 years back in the day, being the first, you were crowned also Miss Florida in 2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were actually the first to be crowned a Black African American. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So to be the the first black woman to be crowned Miss Florida at the time, you know, it was just I mean, and it still is such an honor. And as it stands currently, I'm still the only black woman to be crowned Miss Florida. And that is a tremendous honor. But it also is something that just makes me scratch my head a little bit as to why, you know, why am I the first and the only, you know, that is there are others that have to answer that question. But what makes me proud with that is knowing that, you know, there's still a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of room for diversity. There's a lot of room for people to still continue to make their goals happen and make their dreams come true. And that's not just in entertainment and in pageants and things of that nature, but it's in anything that we do. So, you know, my message to people is to constantly find ways of being a trailblazer, even when it looks like it's impossible, even when it seems like there's no room for you, your gifts will make room for you. So just always believe that. And you are doing an amazing job as a trailblazer, if I were to say so myself. Thank you. You 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 are still wearing that crown, lady, you are. No, people often say that, you know, the phrase, do it for the next generation, right? Because they are watching. 
Yes. This journey that you have been on and young girls are watching, mothers are watching, we are raising young girls and you yourself has are a mother. Yes. How I'm a new mom. I'm an old mom. <laughs> <laughs> How has that been for you? It's been awesome. You know, finding out that I was with child was a total wonderful surprise. Amazing. Amazing. It was a great surprise. But with that, she has been the most amazing decision of my life. The most amazing, wonderful addition to my life. And people told me, you're not going to remember what your life was like beforehand. And I don't want to. You know, she's just... She's been so easy. And I think because I'm an old lady, she has decided to be easy for me. <laughs> You're not an old lady, girl. <laughs> you look oh, my gosh. <laughs> but she has. But she's sunshine. She is every single day. She wakes up smiling every day. And that's such a blessing. And she just makes my day better all the time. So it has been a thrill and a wonderful experience so far with motherhood. That is beautiful. And I'm sure you are collecting all of those memories of, you know, the first step, the first move, yeah. the first everything. That's, that, that's great. That is awesome. Yes, that's been exciting. But I'll have to admit that, you know, I wasn't, um, I was 38 when I had her. And being that advanced age, I was, you know, I wasn't sure how this was going to work out. And of course, the doctors, they over prepare you, I'll say, but they kind of try to scare you into believing that, oh, well, you're high risk and this could happen and that could happen. And it can all happen. But I had a beautiful pregnancy. I mean, she didn't give me any pain, no problems whatsoever. My delivery wasn't what I expected for it to be, but it turned out to be you know, easy. And, you know, I had a C-section, which I wasn't prepared for. I am very holistic and I try to be as natural as possible. And so I had the idea that I was going to have a natural birth with a midwife and a doula. <laughs> I was going to have incense and nope, you know, music. <laughs> and I had her at the hospital. <laughs> So it went totally, <laughs> but you know what? The good thing about it, you were, even though you did not plan for it, you were open to, and you had to deal, you know, accept it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the, you know, the old saying of you, man makes his plans, but God, you know, shows the way and, yeah. and God has the real plan. So you can do whatever it is that you feel like you want to do yeah. and you can prepare as you need to, but when it comes down to it, you know, God has the real playbook. So you just go by the playbook and everything will work out fine. That is awesome. That's Mm -hmm. great. So let's talk a little about you being a mother and you have, you know, your entrepreneur going on and you're also a TV host. Tell me about it. It's a busy life. It's a busy life. You got to kind of like balance it all off, right? (laughs) It is a lot going on. And, you know, one thing that I am extremely grateful for, I have an amazing village and a great support team and support system in place to help me to be able to balance motherhood and working and um, traveling. So as an entrepreneur, I am the CEO of Crown Communication Group, and we are a public relations company that we help people to define what their business should look like and then how to get that message across to their audience and to their customers. And so in addition to that, 
I'm constantly, you know, thinking of how to make other things better for people, how to make their businesses more efficient for them and to get the messaging out there. You know, a lot of people have no idea how to get toward the media and they have no idea, you know, how to get an interview with a radio station, a television station, how to do a press release. In addition to that, sometimes you need to take your website and you need to make it more efficient or we help people to create their social media presence and to optimize their social media presence and a variety of other things. We also go to various events and conferences and we will incorporate the production of the conference and help that to be more of what it's meant to be and what the conference host is expecting for it to to be so that the audience gets the right messaging. And so it's all about having the message and also keeping up with the trends and making sure that people are on top of their trends so that they can do their business. And then we help you to get the message across. So it's quite busy because I'm always thinking about other people (laughs) all the time. And then with television, it's very similar because a lot of times we are, you know, I'm constantly looking at scripts and figuring out ways to communicate to the audience the various ideas and opinions that I have. But additionally, saying something that will inspire and encourage people. And that's the most important thing because we are responsible for our words. We're responsible for the things that we put out into the world. And with great opportunity, great responsibility, to whom much is given, much is required. And so it's really important for us to just put the right things out there so that people can have that jolt because life is hard. Life, some of the chapters of life. Coming at you, it's like, yeah. And then of course with, COVID being what it is and with us just having to shift and transition the way that we do life, everything has been difficult for a lot of people. And so just giving people just an additional layer of support through inspiration is what really helps me to keep going. Pivoted. That's awesome. So how can one find you, Crown Communication? How can they locate you if, if they want your service? You can find us on, uh, well, ericadunlap.com is one of the easiest ways to get to, and there's a link to CrownCom from my website. So that's the easiest way to find us. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Erica Dunlap. And yeah, I'm, I'm just very proud of everything that my team and I have worked toward and the things that we're doing and how we are looking to grow for the next several years. Okay, let's talk about the TV show that you actually are on. May I? Um, is it Pove TV? Well, it's a point of view television okay. show. Oh, okay. Point yeah. of view. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about that. How is that going for you? Well, you know, things are going pretty interestingly because they've decided to cancel the show. And with canceling that particular show, it's perfectly fine. Uh, but with canceling the show, it has taught me quite a bit. You know, I've been in entertainment for over 17 years, but with Miss America, of course, that's what really took me to the next level of uh, my entertainment journey. And with that, you know, it's very fickle. And sometimes in the environment, you know, you have a job or you have a gig for two or three months and then things happen and you have to learn how to move on. And so um, the show in and of itself was, um, was quite smart. It was the take of 
four different women from various backgrounds, but four different black women. So we had a girl from Africa, from Zimbabwe specifically, a Jamaican girl, myself, and another young lady who had the perspective of going to HBCU. I went to the University of Central Florida. And so, you know, we all had our different perspectives and our different point of view, but we brought it to the table to be able to share with the audience. And we all had different viewers who were paying attention because of you know, one person or another. Awesome. Yeah, so it was really a great opportunity, a great experience. And I was there for six months. And with that time, you know, I grew quite a bit and I learned a lot about how to, you know, I'm constantly learning how to evolve when it comes to supporting other women, but then also learning how to accept the opinions of other people when you don't agree. You know, that is probably one of the hardest things for anybody to do is to respectfully disagree and learn how to move past that and get to the next topic. And, you know, don't hold anything against anyone because you're entitled to your point of view. You are so right about that. And I think a lot of us need to understand that you and I can have different opinions, different view, but hey, let's respect each other and just keep moving, right? Yeah, because if everybody is alike, you know, it won't be as fun, you know, it won't be as interesting. Yeah, -hmm. yeah, that is so true. So when you and I, well, hold on, let's, 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 it was crazy the way we first met. (laughs) No, you know what it was? It wasn't crazy. It was kismet. It was the moment that that we had been waiting for. Yes, <laughs> right? yes, it was I love that. Timing. It was direct divine alignment that we met when we did because we showed up. You know, I had gone to the we other location. <laughs> we're both late, but when we showed up, it was pouring down rain, and it was just like, "What am I supposed? Okay, I'm just gonna go." And as soon as I got out of the car. You got out of the car and you asked me the question. I was like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) That is, I love the way you put it because that is so true. It was alignment. It was, it was, if I would say so, it was God. Mm -hmm. He connected the timing. And usually I would never ask nobody to do anything for me. I mean, and I'm like, you know what, God, I'm going to just ask this young lady, you know, I'm just going to ask her. And you were so naturally inviting to loan me your umbrella you were it was like oh sure I have an extra one and I'm like it's damn pouring rain and she's gonna go back to her car get another one and brought it you know what (laughs) that speaks volume it really do it speaks volume because as women today we need to be our sister's keeper. We need mm-hmm. to be there for each other in the time of need. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know me from Adam, but you were so nice to that action that you took. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always on the, re- on the given end, doing the mm-hmm. extra for people. And I think for me, that's when it blew my mind. So you deserve it. You know, you don't always need to be the one giving, giving, giving. And this is something I'm learning. I'm learning how to sit back and receive because a lot of times I'm the giver in the group. Yes. (laughs) And that becomes very exhausting. And sometimes we give from half a cup and we're not giving to ourselves. We're not filling ourselves up and letting people live 
out of our overflow. Yes. What comes out of the cup is yes. what we need to be giving. Yeah. But most of the time we're we're giving from, you know, that halfway mark because that's what we have to give and we're going to give it and we have to really sit back and just let someone pour into you sometimes. And so you deserve that. Yeah. No, well, I so appreciate you. Awesome. So, Miss Erica, I want to touch a little bit back on, you know, you were young at the time when you won Miss America. And I'm sure this journey has been, you know, challenging and you have seen some rewarding part of it. But I want to ask, what has been the most challenging part for you that today you can look back and say, wow, that has been a challenge? So I think the the biggest challenge for me over the years has just, and this is going to sound a little bit strange, but really accepting myself and being able to not be limited, you know, because even though I won, that doesn't mean that I didn't feel like I was inadequate sometimes. And oftentimes what people would do is they would project on me that I wasn't enough Okay. because A, I was either too much for them <laughs> or exactly B, for them. yes, or B, they wanted to put me in my place. You know, sometimes people want to put you in a box and I'm one of those people, you know, my whole life I've been criticized by people who don't understand what I do for a living. They don't understand that, you know, I'm an entertainer. I love to perform. I am an entrepreneur and, you know, I go, 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 and I haven't, you know, sat down to do one thing with one company and be, but that's just not me. That's not what I do. I can't do that. And so recognizing that I have these various skill sets because of, you know, being able to travel the country and travel the world as Miss America and meeting the people that I've met, I've literally entertained with and had dinner with and and enjoyed special times with queens and princesses of different places, dignitaries of other places, whether it was ambassadors or presidents of countries, vice presidents of countries. I mean, I've, I've been so fortunate to do things that a lot of people have never even thought to dream of. And it's really mind blowing to me that God would give me the opportunity. You know, I'm from Orlando, Florida. I'm just a girl from Orlando who decided that, you know, this is, what I want to do. And I didn't even know what that meant, that I wanted to be Miss America. I just knew that it was going to give me scholarships. And that's what got me involved. That's what inspired me. I started doing pageants when I was little in the 80s, especially in the South. You know, pageants were very popular and I wasn't an athletic child. And so pageants became my sport. Okay. And it was very expensive sport. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a very sure. hobby. but because I kept my grades up my mom was like you know she made the sacrifices for me to expose me and to give me those opportunities and to give me all of those different experiences and it took me all the way through to when I got to college I knew that I wanted to make more scholarship money yes. and one of the ways to do that was through the Miss America program and so Throughout my three years competing, I won $81,000 in scholarships and I graduated debt-free. I've never, ever, you know, applied for a student loan. I don't know what it would, I don't know what it looks like. And, you know, and that's huge. And there's so many 
other women who have that same story, who have been a part of the Miss America program. They've never had any kind of student loan repayment. You know, they, they just haven't had that experience because they took this particular route. This is one route to take. And I'm just so grateful that I had a chance to get an education without the stress and without the worry. I mean, I worked when I was in school and I did work study. I worked for an eye doctor. That was my first job in school. You know, I did various little things here and there, but the pressure was taken off because of the program and being a part of Miss America program. Now you talk about entertainment and singing who have an amazing voice i mean your Thank voice you. is like it, 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 i was mind blown like is that something you always you know you you grew up wanting to sing or when did you pick that up so i picked it up shortly after whitney houston did the national anthem for for the super bowl no many years shit ago. i'm sorry <laughs> So that's when I started singing, to be Are honest you with you. Because, you know, I always loved, I mean, and I grew up in the 80s, so I love, 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 even to this day. Nobody can talk about Whitney Houston. Don't you talk about Whitney Houston. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. We all have our issues, okay? Don't talk about Whitney to me. Don't talk about her. I don't know what you mean, girl. I mean, too. <laughs> So yeah, she was my inspiration. And I I was a dancer starting out. So I started dancing when I was um, seven years old, taking dance classes. And we had a performance. Our group had a performance at the Naval Base. Okay. And I just remember for some reason, and I think it's because I was the only little Black girl in my dance class, but somebody asked me, asked my mom if I would do the national anthem. And she was like, Okay, so we found the the instrumental recording of Whitney Houston's version and I practiced it and I practiced it and I actually was pretty good. And I don't even know how she knew I could hold a note. I don't know because I never like sang at home or anything like that. But maybe I did. I guess I did. But she decided to let me sing it. And I did. And I did a good job. And everybody was like, that was amazing. And so from there. You just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> well, girl, well, don't stop because yeah. like I said, yeah. your voice was amazing. It was, I mean, I loved it. I loved Thank it. Thank you. I loved it. Thank you. So let's talk about, you know, this, a little girl listening, mom listening. She have her daughter there and it's like, oh my God, listening to your story. It is so inspiring. You are motivated. You are inspired by, you know, what their scholarship I can get from this. And you went into it. You're still holding the crown for Miss Florida, correct? As the mm -hmm. only African-American, right? Or what advice will you leave with mother listening for their daughter or any young girl just listening and wanting to be, you know, they hearing your story. What advice will you give? Well, number one, I am supremely grateful to my mom. My mom is, even to this day, she is my number one fan. Sometimes my number one critic, but she raised me to be fiercely independent and it helps me every day to just keep reminding myself of it takes a team to accomplish any goal. It, it takes a team to accomplish any dream. And literally you have to be the coach. So as the mother, as the parent, 
your job is to be the coach. You are the coach, you are the captain, you are the cheerleader, <laughs> you're all three. And it's important for you to help guide and direct. And you have to probably do more studying and more, more homework than your kid has to do because you have to really see it for them. And, you know, if you think about any of the greats that have done anything from Tiger Woods, Michael Jackson, Serena and Venus Williams, they all had a parent who was there pushing them, pushing them. And yes, you know, we can argue that maybe, you know, Joe Jackson went too far. Yes, that is correct. You know, there's a way to do everything and there's a way to do everything with kindness and graciousness. But what they did, they encouraged the talent out of, they pushed the talent out of their kids. You know, sometimes when you get to the end of the toothpaste, how you have to push that last little bit out. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to do. You got to push that last little bit out because when I didn't want to practice, when I was lazy, when I was, you know, just being a kid and I didn't, didn't want to do, you know, I didn't recognize the investment. I didn't recognize the money, the sacrifice. I didn't recognize the danger sometimes that my mom put herself in, in order to make my dream come true because I'm just a kid, right? Even to the extent, so with singing. So after I did that one performance, I started to she got me a karaoke machine because, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, you need that little boom box. (laughs) So she got me this karaoke machine and the tape that came, because it was a cassette tape that came with it. So the tape that came with it had a song, Something to Talk About by Bonnie Raitt. Mm -hmm. Bonnie Raitt is a blues, jazz, R&B, old school R&B, jazz, blues singer. And at the time, you know, we just thought that it was a country song. And so I did a competition in Alabama and I sang that song and everyone was like, oh, you sing country music. And I didn't know. My mom didn't know. So we just started singing more country songs. Country music became my thing. And I was so good at it. I just kept winning. I kept winning, kept winning. And so- I knew that that was something that was in, you know, just within me to be able to do. And my mom would take me to festivals where we were the only black people there. Um, I distinctly remember we went to Ocala for a competition. And when we got to the registration desk, the guy said, oh, the family reunion is in the next ballroom. And, you know, it was just things like that. That was his perception. He did not expect. Yeah. They automatically would just, you know, put us on the back burner and just turn us around. And it happened, you know, whenever we would go to certain states, you know, Georgia, Alabama, my mom was putting herself and her little girl in, you know, not intentionally putting me in harm's way. She was trying to give me a boost up to the next opportunity. And she was willing to make that sacrifice. But as, you know, as a child, you don't recognize the money, the, I mean, I just, I'm so grateful that she, sometimes I know she scraped the money up. She probably didn't pay bills to make sure that I could do what I wanted to do. She made grave sacrifices. I'm telling you, and you know, you think about that. It's like, I look back and now it's my chance to pay it forward, but also pay her back (laughs) for, and I can never pay her back enough, but that's what I keep going for. You know, there's someone, one person believed in me enough. And then from her believing in me, other people started to 
sponsor and to put their time and effort into making me a success. And so from doing all the little girl things until getting ready for Miss America, I had a board of directors that was a part of the local competition that I won before I won Miss Florida. And they put in their own sweat and tears and money to help me to get to the next level. Their ideas of what they thought this is going to help you. You know, they bought me clothes. They bought me shoes. They got my hair done different ways. You know, like all the things that took all of this great deal of effort and energy and money. Yes. They did that for me, you know, so I'm forever grateful to all of the people who have created the brand of Erica Dunlap because it's not just me doing it on my own. Correct. Correct. That's awesome. And I'm sure, like you said, you know, looking back at it now, you are humble, you are grateful for it and you're still doing an amazing job, lady. Thank you. You are. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I I have to ask your daughter, do you think you can see her following down this path? Yeah. Which, which, you know, what you think? She's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's really cute. Hey, just let me just um, say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say she's 10 months old and she's starting to walk. And so I don't know if she's on the runway. But she's very sweet and she's uh, she seems to be very kind. As a matter of fact, yesterday we had a birthday party for a one-year-old friend of hers. And we go to the birthday party and we got there a little early and the little girl just was crying and she was so sad. And my baby walked up to her and like it looked like she was hugging her and she started talking to her and blah 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 blah, blah. their language oh my god (laughs) and it was almost like don't cry we can do this we can play and it was like this whole moment and I thought to myself oh my gosh I'm raising a little miss congeniality yes (laughs) we know where that came from mommy has the sweetest personality it's my baby sweet but you know what I don't I don't mind you know if she wants to do pageants I want her to tell me that she wants to do them. Now, my mom, on the other hand, (laughs) my mom wants to get her started next week. You know, she just wants her to do it. She's like, oh, I want her to wear this dress. And I'm serious. I might. I might let her do a baby pageant just because. But I just don't even, you know, (laughs) I want her to tell me what she wants to do. And as long as it makes sense, I'll support it. You awesome. Know? <laughs> awesome. That's good. That's good. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, Miss Erica, it was an honor and privilege to have you on. And I am so grateful that, you know, we had this opportunity to chat on LWC. Thank wanna, you. And I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Best of luck to you best wishes. I hope God continues to just pour an abundance of opportunity toward you and to everyone who's listening. And just, you know, I want to leave you with one thing that I say all the time, because it hasn't been rainbows and sunshine for me all the time. I will admit that I've definitely dealt with things that a lot of people would not expect. And some things, you know, I think are, they were put in my way because 
it was meant for me to tackle that so that I could talk about it and help people to find their way out of some of their challenges. But one thing that I always keep in mind is that no matter how you feel, you have to get up, dress up, show up and never give up every single day. And it's hard to do that sometimes. But those are the keys to you being a personal success. And success is not defined by what job you have, how much money you have, but truly how much fulfillment and happiness you have in your life. And when we find ourselves in these storms and we find ourselves just, you know, not feeling like we're worthy or not feeling like we want to get going or do the thing that we said that we wanted to do, you have to get up. You have to make yourself just like find the strength to get up and get out of your bed, get out of your house, go and breathe some fresh air, smell the roses, literally smell some flowers, smell something, go touch a plant, go hug a plant, go hug a tree, do something, but get yourself up, dress up. And when I say dress up, that doesn't mean you have to wear a gown and all of this, but you know, literally take a shower because that will change your attitude about your day. Take a shower, brush your teeth, wash your face, get yourself in the mindset to receive. And when you dress up, you know, take pride in how you appear to the world. You know, it doesn't mean you have to wear heels and all the jewelry and stuff, but you have to get yourself up, put something fresh on and you show up to the world. You show up and show out. Don't play small. You playing small does not help the world in any way. Show up as your full self every single day. And don't let anyone tell you that you're not enough because you're more than enough. You just have to believe that. And then you just never give up. You keep going. You keep doing that every day. And then all of a sudden, a month flies by. All of a sudden, six months flies by. And you don't feel the same way that you did before. So just keep that in mind. Get up, dress up, show up, never give up. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Ladies, there you have it. Miss Erica Dunlop, Miss America 2004. She is still wearing the crown. She is still (laughs) wearing her queen. And sis is doing great things in the community. Thank you. Thank thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Women from all over are finally opening up and sharing their chapter stories. If you have a story, we would love to hear from you. Email us today. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at lwchapters at yahoo.com or lwchapters Instagram and Facebook. Your story is yours. No one knows your story like you do.